Pat has given me a uh, copy of the service outline, but it hasn't got any times on it. Okay? So if you just want to be ready to lock the door in a couple of hours' time, we'll be, we'll be okay. So why, why, is, why is communion really important? So one of the things that happened in, in Matthew uh, 8, that there's a, there's a, uh, in Matthew 8, 16, there's a piece where it says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with, with a word and healed all who were sick. And then Matthew helpfully says that it, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He was quoting from Isaiah 53. That indeed was being quoted from earlier on by, by one of your incredibly uh, impressive uh, children in terms of her biblical memory. And Isaiah 53 is that famous packet passage where, where Isaiah prophesied the coming of the Messiah, and he said, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds were healed. And I know it's controversial theologically, but in what Christ did on the cross, he not only paid for our sin and our salvation, but he also paid, Isaiah said, for that our sins, that, are, that, that we might have healing and be made whole. Hence, remembering at communion what Christ did for us remembers too his ability to bring healing. So my journey into healing is, is an interesting one. I'll just share a little bit of it, and then I'm going to speak a bit about some of the, the scriptural basis, and we will talk a bit more about Luke chapter 5. So, so a confession here, I can take this here because nobody's going to tell the people back in my church. So I've been an elder in my church for 17, 18 years, something like that. And those of you who know your Bible know that in James chapter 5, it says that if you're sick, you should call upon the elders and they will pray for you and you will get better. I guess that's Pads and Kirsty, and you may bring some other people in if people do that within your setting. So, so there was an expectation as an elder that you'd go and pray for people. And of course I'd go and pray for people. But I realize now that I kind of prayed for people God, would you please heal them? And then I might scarper as fast as I could because I didn't want to know whether anything had happened or not because I was frightened that nothing had happened and that I hadn't prayed properly. Okay, if I'm honest, that was probably what was going on. It wasn't I didn't see people healed. We did see some people healed, like occasionally. Jane and my wife and I have got a, a nephew who was a little bit scatty, managed to fall out of a tree Ended up in RBH. They said, oh, he's going to have kidney damage, but in a bad way. I remember going to pray for him. I used to work at the hospital at the time, so I could sneak in. Prayed for him. And lo and behold, he had no kidney damage, no problems whatsoever. And it was kind of like, oh, thank you, God. But I didn't really have lots of, lots of, lots of, like, like I really knew what I was doing. But I felt like God was prompting me. So, um, I had the, the beauty of a sabbatical about five years ago, 
And I'd heard a guy called Bill Johnson say, who's from Bethel Church in California, and he said, if you really want to get into healing, go on a mission trip to Brazil with Dr. Andy Clark. And I had the time, and I thought, and I ummed and ahed, and I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it and just see what happens. So I did this. I went for a week to the southern part of Brazil, a city called Londrina, on a, on a trip, a mission healing trip. So um, on this trip, Dr. Clark and, and other people would teach about healing in the morning. There was 50 of us, and we were like the prayer team, and we were supposed to then pray for people. And in the evening, there'd be a meeting and again, they teach on healing and pray for people, and we were the, were the ministry team. Well, I tell you, for the first two or three days, I couldn't shift a headache on a gnat, okay? There was all sorts of stuff going on, amazing stuff in the team, but I couldn't see anything really happening. I, I then had a kind of a, 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 an encounter with God, um, that I basically ended up in the town square in this city on my knees uh, being prophesied over and like, God got me. And the next day, we ended up in the evening in a church. They call it the church in the jungle. It was kind of on the edge of the city. So you're beginning to get into the, into the rainforest. And it's pretty hot in Brazil. And they call it the church in the jungle. And that night... After Dr. Clark had, had done his evening of teaching, he'd teach, he'd show a video. About 50 people would get healed watching a video because okay. they saw a testimony of somebody being healed on a test video and they go, yes, I want that, and they get healed because their faith is rising up. They're ready for that. He would pray for people. Another 50 people would get healed. And then at the end of the evening... The prayer team would all come up and you had to give your best word of knowledge. I'll say a bit more about what a word of knowledge is in a minute. But a word of knowledge is, in a, is, a, is a prophetic revelation of what God wants to do, to do to heal people. It's like God is wanting to do this. And the response in your in Brazil is, yes, I want that. And people could get healed just hearing the word of knowledge or they'd come for prayer. We're going to give you a chance um, we're going to share some words of knowledge and give you a chance for prayer later. Um, so my word of knowledge, I wasn't really very happy with the Lord at all because my word of knowledge was brain cancer, which is not a word of knowledge you want to get, to be honest, because it's like, oh, that's a bit heavy. So I gave my word of knowledge and, and a man came up in a wheelchair. I prayed for him. I, I did the best I could, but you can't really tell straight away. He, I mean, he said, oh, that's great. Thank you. What, what, I lear- what I'd learnt is, whatever you do when you're praying for people, love them. Okay? If your primary motivation is love and you love on people, whether they get healed or not, they feel loved and, and they're okay. So just whatever you do, love people. Okay? I still don't know to this day what happened to that man with that brain cancer. But everybody else who came in the healing line after that, and it was about nine people, all got healed. So the first one who came, and nobody was more surprised about that than me. So the first, the first um, couple, there was a mother came with her daughter. And the mother had a, had a back, her back was all um, scoliosis, was all curved. And she had really bad eyesight, really 
bad eyesight. And Dort had the same. Okay, so I kind of, I kind of, I really didn't quite still know what I was doing. So I kind of like, Holy Spirit, come and heal her, please. Something like that, which is not really how you should pray. Okay. I did at least by then learn that you pray with your eyes open. Anyway, she's on the floor, next thing I know, moving around like this, gets up and her back is completely straight and she doesn't need her glasses. Okay? And I'm standing there going, wow. Pray for her daughter, same thing happens. Gets up, back completely straight. Now she had contact lenses, so it got really difficult, but, but she was, they were healed. It was like, wow. So I'm immediately going, oh, come on. Next one comes up. God heals. Next one, God heals. Next one, God heals. Next one, God So by the end of the evening, the, the pastor of the church is coming up, and she's got a ricked shoulder playing um, volleyball. She, what, one of the things you find about churches is they call the leaders different things. So she was a bishop. So you only have a vicar, but she had a bishop, okay? <laughs> but I don't think she was that different from Pads, really. But anyway, she, she had a... She had a so by then it was like come on in Jesus name be healed try it out please oh it's always got a lot better okay in Jesus name be completely healed amen oh yeah that's great thank you very much and but you know it's just like that evening completely reset it was like press the reset button in here about my expectations about what God can do in healing because I've been brought up I now understand with a kind of well, maybe the Holy Spirit, the healing stuff was, is for a different age or maybe it's for special people. Whereas actually when you read the Bible, it's full of healing. Okay? Jesus went around healing. His disciples went around healing. They said, let's everybody else carry on doing the healing. And it was full of that. And it was a, a reset button. And from that night onwards, I realized the Bible is what sets the expectations and the standards my experience, if it's here, I don't want to bring things down to my experience. I want to try and bring my experience up to what the Bible says. That's the, that's the, that's the standard to go for. And in the Bible, Jesus pretty much healed everybody. Now, he had a Nazareth. When he went back there, there wasn't faith and not everybody got healed. And he did go into a hospital-type place, and he didn't heal anybody. He just picked the one person. So not everybody's going to be healed all the time. But when Jesus prayed for people, they, used, they got healed. There's a completely different level of expectation than I'd experienced. And I must admit, I flew back and I thought, what's different about Brazil and the UK? Can God not do exactly the same here as he does there? Of course he can, because he's the same God. Okay? There is nothing as you fly across that would mean God is any less powerful here than he is in Brazil. And, and that's been my kind of journey I've been on for the last five years, is pressing into that greater understanding about how, how do we see our experience of healing come up to what we see in the Bible? Okay. How do we see in the UK and in Reading the same as I see when I go to India or I go to Africa or I go to... And, and what you realize is the same God. It's the same God, okay, who wants to do the same thing. So that's my encouragement, is can we press in can we, can we reset our expectations about what God can do? Because I've seen God do amazing things. There haven't been many times, but there have been some times where everybody gets healed. 
on the whole, I'd say it's about a third of the people get healed straight away, a third are in some kind of process, and a third aren't yet healed. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. So why, why is healing so important to God? It's part of his nature and his character. One of the names of God is, is Yahweh Rapha, which means the Lord who heals. He's our healer of our body and our soul. Psalm 147 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Don't have any doubt that God wants to heal you. And that there's nothing about you that he doesn't love. Okay? And that's true. We're all image bearers of God. Okay? Whether, we're, whether we've yet realized it and we've become a Christian or we're not. God loves, God loves to heal non-Christians as well. And it's a great way of introducing them to his love. Actually, it's often easier to pray for non-Christians because they haven't yet been churchified to think that God doesn't heal people. It's often easier to get children or young people to pray for healing because they've not yet learned to think God doesn't heal. Does that make sense? So I remember being, uh, we're not always as organized as we might be. I'm not always as organized as I might be in my family when it comes to sorting out food. So I remember after one church service, we decided, oh, let's go down to Waitrose. It's in the days when Waitrose had hot chicken rotisserie. And I was going to go and get hot chicken. Good hunter-gatherer providing for his family lunch. And my uh, teenage, it was a 19-year-old son was with me, I think. And we went up to, the, went up to get my hot chicken. And the, and the lady serving me was like, oh, my back, oh. I said, oh, have you got a problem with your back? Yeah, I was like, it's agony. I said, would you mind if I... Said, I said, this might sound a bit strange to you, but in my church, we pray for people with problems like that, and they often get better. Would you mind if I pray for you? And she was like, oh, no, whatever. I said, well, serve my chicken first, and then... <laughs> and, then we, and then we prayed, and I just prayed. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, please heal me. So she said, Lord Jesus, please heal me. And then I said, in Jesus' name, I command all pain to go. I command your back to be healed in Jesus' name. Try it out. Oh, that's, that's quite a lot better. And I said, okay, in Jesus' name, I command all pain to go now for you to be completely healed. Oh, yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Took my chicken, then had to go and find my son who'd run away because he was so embarrassed. What are you doing, Dad? So he, we go around the milk aisle, and, and as I go around to him, I could see the lady talking to her the other chop assistant, it was like, they were laughing. It was like, what was that? What happened? It was like, because people don't have a grid for experiencing God's healing. And I just said when I left, I said, that's God. That's God loves you. And I believe that as we, as people encounter God's love, it builds up. And over time, they'll come to a point where she might go, yeah, I want that Jesus in my life. So don't be afraid. It's, it's non-Christians. Christians just so what are we doing we're sharing the kingdom of God with people we're taking the kingdom of God to people um, Isaiah prophesied it didn't he that the increase of the government of the greatness of his government and peace there'll be no end it'll increase and increase and increase he said in Isaiah 9 Jesus when he came it says in in all the gospels it says Jesus went around basically teaching about the kingdom of God and healing people 
Because healing and deliverance are, are, are a part of the kingdom of God. Okay? It's, it's a whole package. You can't just have the words without the actions. And we see this in this package in Luke, in Luke 5. I don't know about you, but I always go and like, when Jesus said, which is harder to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and carry your mat, what's the right answer? I think what he was saying was, look, it's easy for me to say, and it's biblically correct to say, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just and forgives your sins, and I can say you are forgiven in the name of Jesus. We have authority as believers to do that. Okay, That's fine. But actually... We don't actually, we can't see something. So it's easy to say that, but, but actually if I say, mm, and I, because you can show that I've got authority, now get up and walk to a paralyzed man, well, that, that is tough, isn't it? Because either they get up and walk or they don't. And, and when, when that person got up and walked, people go, oh, you have power and authority over sickness, but you've got power and authority over sin as well. And that's what Jesus was demonstrating to them. They were amazed because of that authority that was at work, that was expressing things. And that's what Jesus has commanded us to carry on doing. In Luke 9, if you remember, he took the 12 and he said, I give you authority to go out, to heal people, and to deliver them, and to to preach the kingdom. And that's what they did. And they came back and they said, you never guess, God, Jesus. People got healed. He did the same in Luke 10. He sent his disciples out to heal people, to cure diseases. And guess what Jesus did at the end of his life? We know in Matthew 28. Is this going to be on your Lenten um, verses to remember? I'm sure eventually it might be. Possibly. Matthew 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I.e., Jesus taught his disciples to pray for healing. No, he didn't. Jesus taught his disciples. Uh, uh, commanded his disciples how to command healing. Okay, actually, when you look at what they prayed, it was commanding healing. Okay, um, and that can be a bit of a challenge for us. Okay, so when we're praying for healing, we're not praying, "Lord, if it be Thy will." We know it's His will. He's given us a command. Okay, so we can pray with confidence in the name of Jesus. It's always Jesus that's doing the healing. We can pray with confidence that people are healed. And keep your eyes open if you're praying for somebody, by the way, because you've no idea what you're going to see, as I've learned over the years. But, but not everybody is healed, are they? And now, my encouragement to you is, don't let that stop you pressing in and going for it. Okay? I've had a number of uh, friends and my own father die when we've prayed and prayed and prayed for healing and they've, they've, they've died. Okay? Or, they've, or people have not been healed. But what I've learned is I, I am not going to be defined. I'm not going to let my faith be defined by what I see. I'm going to let it be defined by who God is, by the goodness of God. And, and the way I deal with it is I, have, I, I like carry a metaphorical 
mystery box around on my side. Okay? And into my mystery box, I put all the things that happen in life that I don't understand. Okay? Like, why did my dad die? Why did my friend Julia die? Why did my friend Heather die? Why did so-and-so not get healed? What, what, and, and really amazing things that happen to me happen. Like I, I just cannot understand and explain how that happened. That is amazing. That's in a mystery box. And the mystery box is like made up of the goodness of God. Because God is utterly good and trustworthy. That's who my God is. So I'm not going to concentrate on those things I can't understand. I'm going to concentrate on pressing in for what God is doing, which is amazing. Okay? And pressing in to go to say, do you know what? This should be the standard that I'm aiming at. But even Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, he was writing mainly about prophecy, but he said, look, there are prophecies they'll cease, there are tongues they'll be stilled, there's knowledge, it'll pass away, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. He said, like, we, don't, we haven't got it all, and I think it's the same with healing. I, how can I work out why people don't get healed and do get healed? What I can do is to say, I believe God and I'm going to keep going for it. So, let's keep pushing forward. Let's be people like the friends of the paralyzed man in Luke 5 who said, you know, they would have heard that Jesus had healed. They might have seen it or experienced it. So they said, we're going to take our friend and we're going to get him there. Okay? And, they had, and they went to extraordinary lengths to get him down through, through the roof so that he got there before Jesus. Let's be people with faith like that who are going to say, I'm going to keep going. I'm, going to keep, I'm not going to let the barriers get in the way. So there are things that stop healing. Just worth mentioning it. The most common and obvious thing when you pray for somebody for healing, for physical healing and not healed straight away, is forgiveness. Okay? What I, what I, so, I, so if somebody's not healed straight away, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of ask the Holy Spirit what, what might be going on. And if I'm not sure, I'll still say, is there anything you need to forgive anybody for? And you'd be amazed how often there is and how then healing flows. The most ex- crazy example of I had with this was I was in um, Chelmsford and it was, a, it was a healing meeting and a chap came up and he'd, about 20 years ago, he'd had an accident. He'd, he'd, he'd um, slipped over in the back of a van, grabbed hold of a, of some, of a, of the, of a strap and he'd ripped all of his muscles and, and basically his chest, like, it was pretty obscene, it was like full muscles here, like half there. Like, anyway, could you pray for it? Yeah, I can pray, but nothing happened. So I, so I said, have you forgiven the person who left the oil on the floor? And have you forgiven yourself for what happened? N- n- never occurred to him. So we just led him in a prayer to forgive his workmates who'd, who'd left the floor be oily, which caused his accident, and to forgive him himself for being a bit stupid. After that, over the next 10 minutes, his muscles grew out such that he had a perfectly normal chest muscles. And I'm, again, I'm standing going... Okay. So there are, mirror, there are healings that are natural things that are, just happen quicker. And I think we usually call that healing. And then there are miracles, which is where God creates new tissue or creates new things, or takes away metal, things like that, miraculous things. So that's why in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about gifts of healing and gifts of miracles and gifts of faith. 
And, and there is nothing like seeing a creative miracle in front of your eyes, okay, like that. So forgiveness, but it's also know that it can be tied up with emotional issues. So we're whole people, aren't we? Um, we're whole people, and um, Paul talks about that we would prosper in spirit and body and soul. So actually, if we've, got a, if we've got an emotional healing, emotional wound that needs healing, that often manifests itself in our body. You know, I'm sure David could tell you the number of patients who've come and they present with a physical illness and, and you're pretty sure it's, a, it's an emotional issue. It could be a stress issue. It could be a relational issue. It could be that they never dealt with the death of a spouse or a divorce or something. They, these things manifest in our body. The great news is that Christ is the healer who, who heals the brokenhearted, who binds up our... And as he heals up our hearts, it, it often results in physical healing in our bodies. So we can press in. We, Jane and I, my wife, we prayed for a lady recently who, who had emotional wounding and healing about having been let down uh, by men in her life both father, both uh, husband, etc. And as, as she prayed forgiveness and as we prayed for those wounds to be healed, the physical manifestation, which were fibromyalgia, pain all the time, not being able to sleep, got healed. And you could feel the bones in her body coming back into alignment. And she reported, I've never slept so well in years afterwards. Pain is much, much better. But it was the f- emotional bit that had to be healed and the physical bit followed on because we're whole people. And I, and I think we can learn how to get better and better at doing those sorts of things over time. So that's why I now look back and go, well, that's one of the reasons why people haven't got healed. It's because I never knew none of that stuff. I, I, and we are going to get to words of knowledge and pray in a minute, don't worry. Um, if you're interested, I have written a book, um, which shocks me as much as it does anyone else, which is we all get to play Okay, growing a culture and practice of healing in the local church. It's partly about my, it's about my story. It's about the biblical basis for healing. It's about how we can learn to walk um, in praying for people um, and how you can press into these issues. Uh, so there will be some of those available afterwards if you want to buy them. That they're only ten pounds. If you can't afford ten pounds, speak to me. I'd rather you get to read it. Um, so one of the things. That, that we need to grow in as a church is, is something called words of knowledge. So help me here. Who's ever heard of a word of knowledge? Okay. Who's had a word of knowledge? Okay. So, so words of knowledge are biblical. They come out of, uh, Paul talks about them in 1 Corinthians 12. They are, they are supernatural revelation of information by the Holy Spirit. And we have a brilliant example here in Luke chapter 5 where in verse 22 it says, Jesus knew what they were thinking. It's a word of knowledge. It's a supernatural revelation of information. And um, words of knowledge for healing prepare the way. They signal that God wants to do something. Okay? So as I said in Brazil, if you give a word of knowledge in Brazil or Argentina, people go, yes! Almost like that, they grab it. And they almost can be healed straight away. In Britain, where we've like, mm, what's he talking about? Not so sure, okay? But what I would say, in a minute, we're going to share some words of knowledge. If you think that could be you, I would really encourage you to go, okay, I'm going to go for that. Have faith like the guys that carried the paralyzed man 
If you can't have that much faith, be like the man who said, Jesus, I believe, help me in my unbelief. But just come, okay? Just come. Because God wants to heal people. And it so encourages the people who bring the word of knowledge. Okay? It so encourages them. Now, words of knowledge you can hear in lots of ways. I'm not going to teach on it for very long, but there are like at least seven or eight ways. One is a pain or sensation in a part of your body that isn't yours. Okay? Simple example. I was at a conference, again, in the healing team, asking for words of knowledge, and I got nipple pain. Okay? I don't ever have nipple pain. Okay? I was really embarrassed. Do I want to give this word of knowledge about nipple pain? I gave the word of knowledge about nipple pain. A lady comes up to me and she says, I've had breast cancer, I've had lumpectomies, um, I've had surgery, everything seems to be clear, but I've got this nipple pain left. And I was just saying to my husband this morning, this nipple pain is a real pain. So she came, I prayed for her, all the nipple pain went away. And I was like, oh, God, how did he demonstrate his love to that woman? It was just so humbling. Um, or it could be uh, like a shoulders or it could be something else but it, 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 I remember giving a word of knowledge for shoulder pain a guy came up and he said yeah I had a uh, Steve Copeland orthopaedic surgeon at RBH did a to- did a, um, put a metal plate in and did my shoulder um, 30 years ago but it's really painful and I can't really move it properly <clears throat> Jesus name be healed he gets complete restoration of movement and no pain whatsoever even though he's had shoulder replacement surgery and he's and 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 the thing is over the next year he's an archer and he knows that his shoulders got stronger and stronger and stronger because he can measure it by the bow strength okay and he says it was 60 and now it's 120 and it's going and it's like normal because god can heal um so you can hear it a pain or sensation an impression a picture a vision um, you can hear it, the word coming. You might have dream it. You might hear it. So there could be lots of ways it comes. Okay? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray that God activates us in words of knowledge. And then I'm going to ask anybody who's got any words of knowledge to come and share them here. And that's the first invi- And then we're going to pray for you. And then we're going to go on into communion. And anybody who wants to respond to a word of knowledge or needs healing will have the opportunity to come to the amazing prayer team. So, I'm going to ask God to release words of knowledge to all of you, whether you've ever had one before or not. And I stand here in the confidence that every time I do this, God answers the prayer. It isn't, and it's not because I'm special. Okay, it's it's because Jesus has paid the price already, and He's done it. Okay, and His desire is that you, the Church of God, move in everything He wants you to. So, are we up for that? Okay, so just uh, open up your hearts and um, be ready to receive a word of knowledge in whatever way it might be. Father God, I ask now by your Holy Spirit that you would send your spirit now and release and activate gifts of words of knowledge in this congregation. 
Father God, I pray for people who've never had a word of knowledge to receive word of knowledge now. For those that have had them before to receive words of knowledge, however you want to do it. So we ask for an activation in the body of Christ in St. Matthew's, in words of knowledge, and an activation into gifts of healing and gifts of miracles in the name of Jesus, that Jesus would be glorified and lifted high. Amen. Amen. So if you'd like to come and form an orderly crew here, if you've got a word of knowledge, we'll give you an opportunity to share that word of knowledge, and then I will pray for those folk, and then I will hand back to pads, and we'll go into communion. Are we all right time-wise? Brilliant. Okay. So if you want to just... If you're getting a sensation in a part of your body you've never had before, that's probably a word of knowledge. If, if suddenly something has dropped into your head and you're thinking, oh, where's that come from? That's probably a word of knowledge. Okay? So take your time, think about it. Come and form a, a queue here. And um, come on, Mike, if you've got them. Thank you. So, what I'm going to... Is this on? I'm going to press you a little bit outside your comfort zone. So if you think this is you, this word of knowledge applies to, just, just give a quick wave, okay? I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, I'm, I'm, but, but just it will encourage these folks as they bring these words of knowledge to, to think, ooh, okay? So... Just to add, if, you, if nobody responds, don't see it as a failure... Just go, okay, God, next time, give me an accurate word. So I, I had irregular heartbeat. Thank you. Anybody? Thank you. Um, it's a picture of um, an open wound, and um, in that wound is the poison, you know, like the pus that you get when a wound is infected, and... A real sense that Jesus wants to come and help you draw out that infection and that poison and clean that wound. I'm not sure if it's a spiritual wound, or emotional wound, or a physical wound. Okay, thank you. Um, I had a pain in my right leg, down the shin and the knee. So if anyone feels that. Thank you. Um, and I think it's the right ear. Um, actually, the word I thought I heard was cannon when I was like, oh, gosh. But actually, I think it's the right ear. Right ear, cannon, mean anything to anyone? Okay. Uh, I just had a picture of waves kind of crashing in this, I don't know, maybe this idea of just pain, this continuous waves of pain coming again and again and again. It doesn't seem to break or stop. Anybody? Yeah, a couple of people. <laughs> Um, I had a right hip. I don't know more about it, but just a right hip. Yeah, a couple of people right hips. Anyone else? So just whilst they're doing that, I, I, had, I had a sensation of mid-back pain. Anybody? Mid-back pain, yeah. Um, oh, more. Uh, migraine. Anything, yeah. And then I had the word aphasia. Heel, okay. Uh, and then left neck, shoulder. Anything? Anybody have? Yeah, great. Okay, so there's a... 
So I also had fear, that somebody's living with fear. And the word, I'll show it now, I had a dream last night, and I had the word pregnant. So I'll leave that with you. Brilliant. Anyone else here, perhaps you've never had a word of knowledge and you're thinking, I think I've got one of them funny things he's talking about, but I'm not so sure. Um, Come on, be brave. Yeah. Um, I kept getting a prodding here, just under the, not not there, here. So a prodding under the right, a flicker. Anybody getting a flicker under the right arm? Yeah. A prod. Anybody responding to that? Sometimes there are people who come up afterwards on the QT and go, I didn't want to respond, but that's this. So don't, don't be put off. Anyone else? Okay. I had the, feeling, I had the sense of a feeling of unjelliness in your stomach. Of Jelliness in your stomach, so tenseness. Tenseness in your stomach. Okay, if you tenseness in your stomach. Okay, yeah, right, great. Good. Left hip. Left hip. No, that was it. That was just left hip. Left hip. Okay. Left hip. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the open wound might be me, by the way. It's a real physical problem, as well as it could be a spiritual problem. It can happen on two levels. Brilliant. Um, can I just in, can I ask you if this is okay? If if you're responding to one of those words of knowledge, or actually one of the testimonies I gave, you go, oh, do you know I've got that? I wish God would heal that. Would you mind standing up? And we're going to pray, okay? So be brave. If if you're responding to one of those words of knowledge, you put your hand up. It would be great. Or you're going actually that I think one of those is me. You don't have to tell me what it is. Um, that would be great. Um, do you just guys want to just stretch out your hands? Okay, so um, the rest of you just want to stretch your hands towards your, towards your friends nearby, and I'm just going to pray now. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for highlighting what you want to do this morning, and I command now, in the name of Jesus, that pain goes, that illness goes, that sickness goes, in the name of Jesus, I command now that Uh, Healing and restoration comes in the name of Jesus to your glory. Amen. 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 Okay. Anybody who was standing up, just check out that problem and see if anything has changed. Just like, has anything changed? Just check it out. If you were standing up for a problem, has anything changed? And if it has, give me a wave, yeah? It's gone. There you are. See, well done. Anyone else? Anyone else feel like something changed? Okay. That's good. Well, there's one there. And it's like, whoa. Okay. Mustard. So we start with a little acorn seed. Okay. So my encouragement to you now is that you come, whether you take communion first or not, because communion is a really important part of this, that you press in, you come and get prayer ministry from one of the team um, and, and, and be expectant that God wants to bring healing okay he wants to bring healing okay and don't be afraid to check out what it is that you, you're standing up for 
Okay? But it's often a process. Okay? Uh, if people come to me for prayer and they don't get healed, I say, God is on the work. He always is responding to prayer. Don't worry about it. We'll keep going. I often say, do you know what? Go and get Mike to pray. I send him to pray for Mike because Mike sees so many people healed. Okay? Particularly people with arthritis and body pains and all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, so keep going. Okay. I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to hand back to Pads. So, Father God, I want to thank you for being with us. We want to thank you for what we've seen. But, Lord, I thank you for what we're going to see, what more you're going to do to bring healing this morning. And, Father, I pray that you would increase our faith levels, that we would be people who see what Jesus did and say, that's the, that's the level, that's the standard we want to see. So I pray you would increase our faith. I pray that we might see you do more and more to bring glory to the name of Jesus. Amen.